This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. Why did God create swarms of bees, prides of lions, herds of deer, schools of fish, and flocks of birds, and only one human couple, so that no one can say to another, my ancestry is superior to yours. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold David. The great Sephardic Jewish philosopher Maimonides once wrote this intriguing statement Acts of kindness are greater than charity since they can be done for both the rich and the poor. Charity can only be done with one's money, while acts of loving-kindness can be performed both personally and with one's money. Something happened to me this past spring that managed to combine them both, something so deeply moving and inspiring that even weeks later, it still makes me feel emotional. So as I do every spring, I spent a month in Israel during the Momentum trips. Now, I have to add to my defense that it was during a time of tremendous civil unrest and and a renewed level of horrible terror attacks. Before I got on the plane, I felt really for the first time a little bit anxious. You see, I'm in Israel three times a year for four months cumulatively, and I, I feel safer there than I do in Toronto for the most part. But this spring, the times were tenuous, and frankly, I was privately managing my concerns. I didn't want to worry my family with my anxiety. And as God would have it, I was rewarded with an experience that left me so euphoric, so hopeful for the future that I was transformed. It begins as most stories do with me, in a mall. Now this one in particular is Mamilla Mall. It's an outdoor mall in Jerusalem to be specific. And on this warm, beautiful, sunny Friday morning, Erev Shabbat, The country is so extraordinary. The stores close at 2 p.m. because people go home in time to prepare for the Sabbath. And for many, it's their day off. The bakeries are fragrant with challah and pastries. And the town bustles with shoppers and families with kids. Now, let me tell you something about Mamilla Mall. It is home to an incredible Zara, which is another holy land for me, frankly, and scores of other great shops and restaurants. So I had a few hours off, which is a rare and divine thing for me, and I decided to see if I could get myself a little something-something new to wear for Shabbat. And I went into practically every store, and nothing looked good. It's not always the way when you've got time and some money burning a hole in your pocket. Anyway, I walked by one particular store that I've actually never gone into, and I glanced inside. I noticed that it was quite busy, and that the majority of women were hijab-wearing Muslim women. And I must admit, I paused for a moment. But quickly I checked myself for bias, and I decided I would go in. And I did try on a thing or two, but once again, I left disappointed because nothing looked good. Finally, about 20 stores later, I found the perfect Israeli flag blue satin shirt jacket in what must have been my 23rd store. And the salesperson was not so friendly to me. Uh, This is like, not a service capital, but the jacket was 60% off, so I decided to buy it. 
And when I got to the cash register, naturally, I couldn't find my money. My bag had a few of the things that it had, but my wallet was just not there. So I ran back upstairs into the store thinking maybe it fell out of my purse, but it was nowhere to be seen. I then proceeded to go back to each and every store, or I thought I had, that I had visited. For a full hour, I went in and out, and I asked, and I did sign language where necessary. Again, not so much help with the staff. And I was determined not to freak out. Well, this is a test, right? You know, if our greatness is not found in what happens to us, but who we are in the face of what happens to us, I always say that. I was determined to pass this test with flying colors. So I breathed slowly and consciously. Now let it be said here that I lose everything all the time. I always worry I have memory issues, but actually my doctor assures me that it's not about losing your keys so much as not remembering what the keys are for. But I digress. So during the time I was searching, my phone was buzzing like crazy. It's like Instagram notifications, Facebook notifications. I could hear notification after notification. It was driving me nuts because I was not going to look at my phone. I was on a mission. But finally, after 90 minutes of searching, I gave up and I resolved to just go back to the hotel, call in all my credit cards and say goodbye to my cash. But the phone rang again. This time, I picked it up. On the screen was the name of a woman that I didn't know with a very clearly Arab name and countenance in her profile picture. Hello, I said. Adrien, she asked. Yes, I replied. I have your things, she said. They're in my store. How did you find me, I asked, with relief just thrumming through my veins. It was then, and only then, that I remembered I hadn't taken a wallet, actually, but I was wearing my momentum lanyard around my neck, and in there I tucked my cash and my cards and my hotel room key, and of course it had my name on it. But here's what she told me. She said, I saw your name, and I looked inside the pocket. I saw your hotel key with your credit cards and your money, and I called my brother because he works in the kitchen at the hotel that you're staying at, and I asked him to find out if you were staying there. Well, they confirmed it, but they wouldn't give him your phone number, so I decided to try and find you on social media, and I've been calling and calling and messaging, but you just didn't answer your phone. Anyway, my brother said if I didn't find you, he was going to walk over on his break and pick it up and bring it to the hotel concierge desk. But now that you phoned, are you still close by? I was so, so overwhelmed with relief. Yes, I said, I'm right here. And I made my way immediately over to the store. Which store, you might ask? Well, take a guess. Naturally, the store I had hesitated to go into. Oy. When I arrived, she handed me my things and said, please check inside to see that all your money and cards are there. And I hugged her really closely, and I said, sweetheart, that won't be necessary. But she insisted. Indeed, everything was there. And I thanked her profusely. I knew I would buy her a present and bring it back. But we held hands and smiled at each other like newfound sisters. And then I made my way back to the hotel. And when I arrived, I asked the concierge if I could meet and speak to her, this woman's brother. So they led me to the kitchen and in a few minutes, out he came. We stood there, staring at each other, both grinning 
like maniacs, both so pleased with ourselves. He began to recount the 90 minutes he and his sister had spent looking for me, and how determined they were to reunite me with my money. And so, flabbergasted and feeling a vague assumptions and bias hangover, I said to him, tell me, What made you and your sister go so out of your way to find me, to go the extra mile for a complete stranger? His answer was quick and clear. My mother raised us to treat our guests with special care. You are a guest in my home, in my country. This is how I was raised, what my culture demands of me. And we were happy to have a chance to help. Tears filled my eyes and his. And I said the only thing I could think of. I said, please, tell your mother that I pray that Allah bless her for raising such wonderful children. May all of you, your family, and all those you love be blessed with good health and with peace. Allah, he said, why do you say Allah? You are Jewish. And I said to him, Allah, God, Hashem, is all the same entity. And we are cousins. And I am so grateful to you. We stood there, a religious woman who doesn't touch any man but her husband, and he a religious man himself with similar boundaries. We stood there and the air was crackling between us with that desire to hug one another. We were so proud of what we both recognized was possible in that moment and both had tears in our eyes and hope in our hearts. I went into Shabbat that evening filled with the wonder of the power of the individual to make change, one human interaction at a time. In the Mishnah, the Oral Law, we read the following. Why did God create swarms of bees, prides of lions, herds of deer, schools of fish, and flocks of birds, and only one human couple? So that no one can say to another, my ancestry is superior to yours. This week, Can you check yourself for conscious and unconscious bias and remember that the world is filled with goodness based on our mother's efforts to raise good people? Stop focusing on the new cycle which makes a living scaring us and reminding us only of tragedies. Collect your own stories of human greatness and make them go viral. May we merit to see a world filled with peace speedily in our times. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org.
You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.